Ahoy, hoy, darling. How you doing? Hello, gorgeous. I'm wonderful. Better now that I see your beautiful face. How are you? <laughs> she lies. She <laughs> lies. If you saw my face, <laughs> you would know she's full of shit. Oh my God. It is Monique's week to wear the Future Ghost shirt, which is sweatshirt, which is the most comfortable sweatshirt ever. And it's the thing you wear when you don't feel well and you're sick. Mm-hmm. And it's Monique's turn. Uh, yeah, it is my turn. One, my fourth doctor visit in nine days. I think I should get like a subway punch card or some shit. (laughs) Your fifth one's free. Ride for free. It should be, right? Fuck. Yeah. But given the American uh, medical system, I'm certain that's not the case. You have to pay still. Yes. Yeah. It's like the fifth time you have to pay double. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when I was like, oh, hey, girl, I had this like eye infection, but like it's totally cute now. Psych! It's not. <laughs> Back with a vengeance. It, it sure was. Ugh. This bitch. This motherfucking virus. It was like it heard me say it, and then it was like, is that a dare or a double dare? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so I look like a monster. She doesn't. I look awful. I feel awful. I believe you feel awful, but you don't look awful, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm contagious as fuck. It's like it's like COVID all over again. Yay. So she's quarantined. I'm quarantined and I'm hopped on steroids. Ugh. I'll be like the Russian dude in, in Rocky. I'll be like, my eyes will be like, I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> so strong. The strongest eyes, Monique. Right? I know. Uh, that's miserable. I feel so bad for you. That's fucking irritating. And it's not like, we talked a little bit about this before. It's like not real pain. They're not going to give you like pain medication. It's just like annoying and uncomfortable and just nonstop. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And like, I'm one of those people that I have a really hard time, like when my eyes bother me, not rubbing my eyes and touching my eyes constantly. So just like the willpower you must have right now. Oh, it's very minimal. Um, (laughs) You're like, I'm going to fucking town on these eyes. Yeah, because it's because <laughs> it's not just the eyes. It's it's what is secreting out of them literally all of the time. Uh, because a fun thing that really when I realized like you in danger, girl, was on Saturday a few days ago when I woke up and my eyes were essentially sealed shut. Uh, and it looked like Victor Creel from the latest episode, the latest season of Stranger Things. And I was like, oh, that's not great. Red flag. Something is wrong. Yeah. And it just because apparently the type of infection I have, there's a fuck ton of mucus that just builds up in the eye. And then while you're sleeping because you're not blinking and it's not falling out of your eyeballs like it is right now at all times, <laughs> oh, no. uh, it just crusts on the outside of your eye and just like... <laughs> It just locks your eye in place. It just seals your eye shut. Monique, no. So, yeah, suboptimal. No. It's just all annoying. It's that thing of like, I'll live as far as I know, as far as I've been told so far. I'll live. It'll be fine. It'll be gone. It's supposed to be gone now, but ever the late bloomer just holding on. Hopefully I won't be rocking and rolling with this as long as the 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 longest prognosis is, which is two months, because that would really severely suck. Oh my God. No, absolutely not. Considering I'm going on over three weeks, it's not looking great. Not looking great. Yeah. It's not looking great. <laughs> oh no. And I can't even like come take care of you because you're fucking- No one can. Ugh. No one can. Doorstop some chicken noodle soup and- <laughs> 
I would give you booze, but again, that's another thing you're not allowed to do. It's fucking awful. I can't even fucking drink. I can't even fucking drink because I'm taking so many, because I'm not just taking like eye drop steroids. I'm also taking oral steroids and I'm taking like six a day. So it's a lot. Ugh. So I can't even fucking drink. And uh, I can only watch TV. I mean, I watched it for fair. I've watched it for several hours yesterday, but not as not as long as I, I could have if I weren't. <laughs> If my eyes were were fucking working. But speaking of that, uh, things I watched, I finally finished Handmaid's Tale this season, which... Oh, damn. Fuck! Was it good? Yeah. Okay. I'm so behind. But it's, it's a... It's a fuck with like 87 U's. Oh, really? Yeah, girl. Oh. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, girl. Back of my shows. Yeah. I am literally six minutes into the first episode of White Lotus season two. (laughs) That's not enough minutes for me, Monique. But way the fuck to get your attention in six minutes. Holy fuck. Right? Holy fuck. Uh, I'm really enjoying the season. I watched the last or the most newest episode last night. And it's like, you can tell it's the calm before the storm. Like everything's Mm. just very like ominous and you're like, oh, something's going to happen any fucking second. And I'm just, I'm waiting for the fucking ball to drop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. I watched a crazy fucking documentary that Christina recommended. Hey girl, I think it's called God Forbid. Okay. And it's about how Jerry Falwell Jr., son of Jerry Jerry Falwell, obviously, in case that wasn't obvious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what, what tipped it off? Yeah. What gave it away? The junior? Shit. Right. Wow. Basically, the one of the major American leaders of the evangelical church, like televangelism, who kind of his stamp of approval, his endorsement kind of single-handedly got Donald Trump elected. Turns out that he is like way into being a cuck. And uh-huh. Because of course they fucking are. They always fucking are. I hate them so much. You know what? Kinks are, if everyone's on board and everyone's consenting, kinks are cute. Cool, whatever. But then when your father and you are going around saying that the gays caused 9-11 and all and morality and abortion and this and that and how like the the the, the degradation of the marriage between a man and a woman and the American home. Fuck you. And then you pick up a pool boy from the fountain blue with your wife (laughs) in Miami and then watch him fuck your wife. Fuck you. You have a lot of nerve. Yeah. Where do you get off, sir? He gets off watching a 20-year-old fuck his (laughs) wife while he's jerking off in the corner. That's where he gets off, Amy. (laughs) Clearly. Oh, my God. Spoiler. That's what it's about. I didn't realize. Yes. And what's nuts is this, like, 90% of it. (laughs) Okay. But what's crazy is that 90% of this takes place in Miami Beach. And it's, like, 20 to 50 blocks away from my parents' place. So, like, I know every single place this is taking place. Oh, my God. All of these places. The Days Inn, where they fucked, I know exactly where that is. Girl. You're like, I've driven by that Days Inn. Every fucking time I'm in Miami, because it's right by my parents' house. <gasps> oh, my God. It's wild, and it's it's done really well. The uh, reenactments are done really well. There's a talking head who uh, offers uh, color commentary, if you will, and he definitely wanted to make it to the final. He, he did not want to be left on the cutting room floor because he he uses a lot of 
very colorful language. Like, oh yeah, okay, so, yeah. He he definitely was like, oh, I, I'm gonna make sure I make the final cut. <laughs> I'm going to say some shit. Don't worry. Yeah. But I'm going to say it in a, in a way that's as scandalous as possible. But uh, it's really good. It's really crazy. And it, it's one of the few things I've seen that kind of really captures a lot of Miami bullshit. Like there's this, he has a friend, where, like the, the main dude's sister, his name's Giancarlo. <laughs> Love it. And his sister is like, his sister knows what the fuck time it is. And like his sister, I'm like, girl, I feel fucking seen by you, like work, because I'm always the one who knows what the fuck time it is. And everyone's like, you're, you're an asshole. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Thank you. I mean, I am also, but not in this scenario. I just know what's happening. And she talks about these friends that he had. He's like, yeah, this dude and his dad were just like Miami bullshit artists. I'm like, that is such a fucking thing of like the people who like act like they are balling and they have all this money and they fucking don't have anything and they're bankrupt as fuck. And it's, I've never really seen that even talked about in anything. It's always like bottles yeah. and live and ah. And it's like, no, there's a huge culture in Miami of fake people that it's all for the gram. It's all for the looks. It's all they, they, they literally, yeah. there's a huge market for exotic car rentals because people will rent them for the night. Yeah. To like go down Ocean Drive. So people be like, oh my God, you have a Lamborghini. And it's like, these people are broke as fuck. <sighs> I see that. That happens. They like, were renting like private jets just to take photo shoots for like 10 minutes. And they would pay like whatever X amount of dollars just to like act like they had flown somewhere and then basically just fuck off. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of that bullshit in Miami. There's a lot of that yeah. bullshit in Miami. But it's, I, I'm fairly certain it's called God Forbid. It's on Hulu. Okay. And I just fucking cannot stand this puritanical, evangelical, Christian, all of these like are like people being exactly who they are is what's destroying society. <laughs> and then it's like you are fucking having a 20-year-old fuck your wife while you jerk off in the corner watching that. Which again, if everyone's on board, cool, cute. But how the fuck dare you and your family go on talking about, you know, American values and morality and, and you know, and and then when you find out, because he, he uh, is the head of, I believe it's called Liberty University. Oh God, okay. Which is the biggest evangelical, it's literally fucking footloose. Ugh. No. Oh. You're not allowed to dance. You're not allowed to hug. You're not allowed to kiss. You're not allowed to drink alcohol. You're not allowed to have premarital relations. Wait, those are all the best things. Fuck off. Not just that. If you do, they fine you. Oh, no. And then, sh- I'm, I'm giving a lot of shit away just because I'm kind of fucking livid, but. <laughs> Spoil away. Spoiler. Rape culture is like super prevalent and through the fucking roof at this university. Who would have guessed? Who would have fucking guessed? So <laughs> one woman, Ugh. one student goes to report that her boyfriend roofied her and raped her. What? She goes to report to, you know, whatever the count, what, whoever the fuck at school. And she gets fined because she was drinking alcohol. She gets fined $500. What the fuck happens to the dude who raped her? Zero. Nothing. Oh, that shit's infuriating. No, I can't take that. No. Fuck all y'alls. Not you lovely listeners. I, I mean, those, you know, you know the people I'm talking about. Fuck them. Fuck them. The hypocrisy. The hip- I hate. But it's oh. always, it's it's never shocking because it's always the fucking case. It always happens. <sighs> and you're like, I just can't. 
just be yourself and don't be a dick. I really don't think it's that difficult. Yeah. Like, like fuck. Leave everybody alone. Don't, leave everyone alone. If they're not bothering you, you don't need to bother them. Yeah. And if they're not bothering anyone else and they're just living their life, then you stay in your fucking lane. And if you want to live your cuck life, great. Yes. God bless you. Enjoy. But then don't go out and tell people, don't run a university and be like, we're going to fine you if you hug your boyfriend. Yes. Fuck you. We're going to fine you if you dance. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I can't. Actually, go fuck yourselves. Actually, go fuck yourself. Also, pretty sure that falls under adultery. I'm not sure. I'm, again, the atheist, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, one of the Ten Commandments in there somewhere. It sure is. Yeah. Okay. Because marriage is between a man and a woman. And anytime you fuck someone, even if you weren't married before. And a pool boy, Monique. I think I think God scraped that part in at the end. He like added it. He was like, you know what? Man, woman, pool boy every once in a while. It's cool. If he's a really hot 20-year-old who works at the Fountain Blue. I get it. It's cool. You know? All bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically how these people just like tried to like ruin this kid's life. And, and groomed. It was, it's so fucked up. Ugh. It's so fucked up. But uh, Gross. I hate that shit. It's very gross. But it's very good. Okay. So. I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I'm going to check it out because one, I just enjoyed you telling me about it and now I know. <laughs> and two, uh, that seems like it's going to be really upsetting for me. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's infuriating. Like the whole thing is very yeah. flames on the side of my face inducing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about uh, crime of the century. And I, I couldn't even finish that one because it was just, so, it was so viscerally upsetting that I just like, ah, uh, that was the one about, uh, opioids, right? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even, I was like, nah, man, I'm good. It's, mm, it's amazing, but it's just, it's very upsetting. Yeah. On that lovely note. Yeah. This is another <laughs> fucking horror podcast, kids. Cause you didn't know. I'm Monique Sanchez. I'm Amy Traden. Surprise. And it's the true listener tales episode. Favorite real. Yay. It's our favorite. Yeah, it's our favorite where we read your true crazy stories. So we got some good ones, I think. Yeah, because you live far more interesting and eventful lives than, <laughs> than we do. I mean, when Amy <laughs> drops some truth, I'm not going to fucking negate that shit. Uh, oh, man. All right. So you're going to start us off, yes? I'm starting us off this week. Boom. Hello out there. Since you loved what I wrote so much last time, I figured I'd write to you again. I have a couple of shorter stories I can give you right now. When I was younger, I was completely terrified of Freddy Krueger, which, yeah, same. I get it. Same girl. Mm -hmm. And anyone that grew up in the 80s knew he was everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Freddy was on children's PJs in the 80s. <laughs> Let that sink in. The 80s fucking wild, yo. I somehow missed seeing that, and that's going to haunt me forever. Who would buy that for their child? Why? Yeah. That was like with Chucky. Like, it, Chucky was based oh. off of the My Buddy doll. My brother absolutely yes. had a My Buddy. No. Yeah. That's terrifying. I didn't have to watch the movies to be afraid of him, and the idea of a bad guy that could get you while you were dreaming where no one could help you was far too much for me. Mm. My dad tried hard to show me that scary movies weren't real, but it didn't sink in that I'd actually enjoy <laughs> them until we went to see Scream when I was 13. Fuck yeah. Yeah. The first horror movie I saw in theaters, and now my absolute favorite one. Fast forward to making friends with a girl that would end up being my ride or die, and she was afraid of Freddy too. So we made a pact to watch all the nightmare movies together to kill our fears. Okay. Work. Love it. I respect this. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, one night after a short marathon, we went outside on a summer night to hang out. 
We'd sit in my driveway. I live in a rural area, so it was nice and quiet except for peep frogs and crickets and chat into the early morning with no fear until we saw it. (gasps) A white orb that decided to float its way across the street. Yes, it floated. It looked like a really big fluffy circle that just meandered from one side to the other and there was no way it was anything human. So we ran inside. Yeah. Which, correct. Understood. Safe in my bedroom, we continued our running conversation, a little freaked out about what had just transpired, when suddenly I looked up. From my unmoving ceiling fan, a dark shadow streaked across the ceiling and down the closet door. As it disappeared, we heard what I could only describe as Freddy Krueger's claws sharpening on something (gasps) metal in my closet. What the fuck? Girl, no, no, no. Mm -mm. This next part is in all caps because you know it's fucking for real. Freddy Krueger was in my closet. We were going to die. His spirit (laughs) went down the door and he's in there right now. Yeah. We both held our breaths, ready to pee ourselves. And the door burst open and my cat jumped out. My stupid cat was on top of the bar that held my clothes and she was scratching her nails along it, then decided to burst out and scare the life out of us. (laughs) This motherfucking cat is like every goddamn horror movie. This is alien all over again. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I hate it. I'm sure I've said this before. My dad used to do the scary cat noise in any like silent part of any scary movie to terrify me as a child. That's awful. It's very, yes, it was traumatizing. Mm -mm. We didn't sleep that night stationed out in my parlor, which that's fair. Yes. Understood. Even after the cat was revealed to be the culprit, the orb's still weird. I don't like this situation. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was longer than I meant for it to be. Here's the other one. Super short. When my grandfather was younger, he owned a boarding house in Fall River. Ooh. Oh. Shit. Okay. Lizzie Borden and Fall River cult. Yep. Yep. Yeah. His stepson, my older uncle, was staying over in the room with him. They could both see spirits, and late that night, my uncle nudges him. George, George, he calls. There's a hand on the window. Look. Uh Uh-uh. He saw a disembodied hand out the window from where he laid. It's on your side. You look at it, came the half-asleep reply. Have a great Thanksgiving and whatever December holidays you celebrate, Tiffany. Tiffany! Tiffany, thank you. Love that. Thank you. I'm pretty sure Tiffany also uh, was the Lizzie Borden uh, paranormal Fall River. Oh, yeah, the Fall River. That makes sense. Yes. Thank you, Tiffany. Also, love cats, but those fuckers, they... No, (sighs) fuck off. (laughs) Don't scare me. (laughs) Why you gotta do that? I thought we were friends. Mm -mm. I feed you. Don't scare the hand that feeds you. That's fucked up. That's... Yes. Don't scare the hand that feeds you. (laughs) I'm just saying. Absolutely. Oh, also in a thing that I forgot to mention at the top, I looked up when Toy Story came out. It came out in 1995. I have no excuse as to why I didn't see it. Zero excuse. I don't know why I didn't see it. (laughs) Neek. Also, I thank you. I'm very proud of you that you admitted that because I would have been like, I'm not. Amy's definitely not looking it up. So I'm just going (laughs) to ignore that and we'll pretend that that was the reason. Oh, you know, I would have gotten the DMs about it. (laughs) Girl, like I'm doing some math here and things aren't adding up, Monique. You have something to answer for. I like being a woman of honor and uh, of integrity and of my word. And I looked that up and I was like, no, that was not. That was seven <laughs> years before I thought it came out. JK. I have no idea why, why I didn't see that. <laughs> All right. But now that I'm under quarantine for the foreseeable future, I can finally see Toy Story. Yes, do it. It's very feel-good, baby. So you'll enjoy that. Oh, good. All right. 
I'm an RN, and while I was a student, I was caring for a lady who had end-stage renal failure, had a do-not-resuscitate order, and was shutting down. We were having a little chat when she stopped, looked over my shoulder, and said, Bill's here, love. I've got to go. And swiftly stopped breathing. (gasps) Chills. Uh Uh-huh. Read her old notes, and Bill was her deceased husband. Yep. Anonymous. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. That's really sweet. I mean, you hear that. Like when my, the days leading up to my grandfather passing away, he saw a lot of people who had passed away around the house and he'd be like, so-and-so's here. And he was, he, he was sharp as attack till he died. He, he had no Alzheimer's, no dementia, nothing. And my grandma would be like, that person died 20 years ago, girl. Nope, right there. He'd be like, no, they're like sitting in the chair, like right there. (gasps) Yeah. Aw. Yeah. So. That's sweet. Yeah. That's comforting, I feel like. I think so. Yeah. Because I I watched an episode of, uh, the fuck is it? Paranormal Witness? Yeah. I watched an episode of Paranormal Witness. Yes. Where hospital workers talk about (gasps) seeing the angel of death. And I was like, that is not comforting. Holy fuck. Nope. Mm -mm. I don't think I've seen seen that one weirdly it's like real upsetting it's pretty upsetting i would not be down to see the angel of death no especially on my way out no no oh no 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 like there's one story of a dude who apparently was an asshole like for most of his life and had a major heart attack and he is screaming like no i'm not going get off me and is physically fighting something that no one can see (gasps) and they gave him like a a drip of something to calm him down more and it only made him like more like he was like way more like no no i'm not going i'm not going i'm not ready leave me alone yeah it was like literally like fists up like punching like struggling and i'm like no that sounds terrible that sounds awful that's not how i want to go out no definitely not Mm -mm. i want some like you know last episode of six feet under situation Spoiler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's been out for like 20 years. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I, here's the thing. I watched all of it. I don't even remember how it ended. So um, I'm useless. The finale of Six Feet Under is a work of art and it's one of the best finales in television history. The last eight minutes, very specifically the last eight minutes, when I, <laughs> when I would be doing a show that required me to be emotional and you know, for whatever reason I couldn't get there, I would literally just pull it up right before the scene. What? Yep. Really? And it'd be like every time, like clockwork, be like, boom, and we're good to go. Tears are flowing. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't remember being that like affected by it, really. Part of me is like, did I fall asleep in this and I didn't actually see it? Or am I just like an emotionless robot and I don't? I don't know, girl. I don't know if you're emotionless because it was like, I was dating a guy who's clinically bipolar when that series came out and he watched the finale and had like, like was thrown into like such a deep depression. Like, I mean, obviously like he's, yeah, that predisposition but it was for like a week and a half he was like severely depressed because it like that (laughs) finale and I hope you know because I I, when I listened back to to the last episode I was like oh my god I'm terrible my defense mechanisms are laugh or shut down and shutting down is not often a possibility on the show so sometimes I'll laugh at things or smile at things that are really horrible because that's how I deal. Yes. It's terrible and I'm working on it, but 
<laughs> so someone going, like having a major like depressive mood swing watching a show is not funny. It's horrible, but... As you can hear my voice, I'm You're process- like, sounds I'm, giddy about it. I sound yeah. giddy, and I'm, it's the opposite <laughs> of that. You sick, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's just my, the defense mechanism is really like at an 11 right now. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, I know you do because you're my psychic soul sister. <sighs> Girl. Yeah. All right, well, fuck. I might need to go rewatch this and have a cry. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. It's been legitimately almost a decade, though, since I watched it, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, of course, because that's around the time it... She was around, like, 2006 it ended? 2005? I watched it years after it came out, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, no, even, like, sometimes where I'm like, I need to cry. Like, I won't do a Dear Zachary cry, because absolutely not, but I'll do the last eight minutes of Six Feet Under cry. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how we got on this now. I don't either, because it started with me talking about Toy Story coming out in 1995. Oh! I don't know how we ended on this, but... um, (laughs) Monique. We might just cut all of it. I don't know. I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm, I'm dying right now. That we went from Toy Story to Six Feet Under somehow. Mm-hmm. Of course. The long and winding road. <laughs> tangents on tangents. Of Monique's brain. Yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm up then. Yeah. There was a murder in my hometown when I was about 15. All right. You're not beating around the bush. Amazing. A couple had been in a very abusive relationship. The boyfriend came home drunk one night, finds a man asleep on the couch. He went mental and killed Shane, the guy sleeping on the couch, because he thought he was sleeping with his girlfriend. The messed up thing was there were several small children in the house who saw what happened. Oh. Holy fuck. No. That's so upsetting. Mm -mm. The boyfriend then convinces the girlfriend to help him clean up, and he disposes of the body. Ah. No. No, we're breaking up. I'm sorry. You're on your own. You're like, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Just got to go to like the Home Depot aisle to get all of like the murder <laughs> equipment. And then you bolt. Yep. Go to the cops and they're like, mm-mm. And be like, I'm going to go grab a bone saw and some bleach and some hefty bags. I'll be right back. BRB. Yep. Kisses. Love you. Hold down the fort here. I'm going to go call the cops. Yep. The boy who was killed was reported missing by his mom, and eventually the police escalated to a murder investigation. Mm. They end up charging the boyfriend with murder before finding the body, which I think was one of the first times the police in the UK had done that. I lived on the estate this happened on, and although lots of bad shit happened on the estate, there was never anything like this. The guy who was murdered was a close friend of one of my uncles, and he would hang out at my nan's house a lot. I wasn't friends with him, but I knew him well enough to have a conversation with him if I saw him in the street. There were lots of rumors going around the estate when the police still thought the boy was just missing. One rumor was that he'd been killed and fed to pigs on the allotments. Oh, Oh. no. (sighs) Oh, turned out he'd been chopped to pieces and buried on the moors. Not necessarily better. People on the estate kind of knew what had happened and who had done it, but didn't want to work with the police. If you were seen speaking to the police, you would have a rough time with the rest of the estate after that. Grasses were not treated well. Grasses? Is that UK slang for a snitch? I'm not familiar with that. Is it an analogy? Yep. To grass in British slang is indeed to inform on a person to the authorities. Oh, shit. 
You know what, Amy? Good for you for that deductive reasoning because I was like, I have no clue what the fuck that means. (laughs) I was like, context helps. Context clues, baby. Okay. Fuck yes. I learned something new today. I did not know that grasses is uh, a snitch in UK slang. Thank you. The more you know. Yes. I can see that this is from Anonymous, so I can't thank anybody, but thank you, Anonymous, for this. Yeah. Not a nice story, really. Shane's mom was never the same afterwards. Always seemed to look a bit lost when you saw her around the estate. Oh. Uh, yeah. And like I said, from Anonymous, thank you, Anonymous. That's fucking wild, dude. It's just the, you know, I mean, which is almost all, all if not all of the crime stories we do, just not necessary. Yeah. You see someone sleeping on your couch who you don't know. You're like, get the fuck out. I'm calling the cops. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Wake them up. Hey, who are you? What are you doing here? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely happened to me before. Little did I know it was my brother's friend, but I was like, who the fuck is this dude sleeping on the couch? What? Yeah. Oh. I didn't kill him. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't your first reaction, Modi? No. You weren't like, "Uh, let me murder this guy. How dare you sleep on my couch, sir? I know, right? You would would think that it would be, but somehow it wasn't. And yet. And yet I was like, "Um, who the fuck is that? Oh, my friend. Okay. You rational caring human being. How dare you? (laughs) Um, Grasses. Who knew? Fuck. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Let's bring it to the U.S. Let's go. (laughs) This comes from my mother back when she was a teenager. Guy she knows takes a job with a local funeral home. He works the graveyard shift. All was well for the first few months. Dude is often weirded out at work, claims that the building is haunted. Earlier in the evening, they get a call from the hospital saying they have a lady there ready for pickup. They pick her up. Guy's freaking out, says he has a bad feeling. Later in the evening, Mortician has to step out for a bit, leaving the guy there alone with the dead lady. (gasps) No. I mean, but that's also like part of the gig, right? That's just, you know. He goes about his work, still a little freaked out. Suddenly, he hears this low, soft moan. He swears it is just his mind playing tricks on him, goes about his business. He hears it again, little louder than the last time. Mm -mm. It is late. He's alone. He's just hearing things, probably just the pipe settling. The plumbing is old after all. Short time passes and it is louder. At this point, he is sure he isn't just imagining things. He knows he heard the dead lady moan. His first thought was the mortician was fucking with him. (laughs) Which, fair. Okay, yeah. They're like, all right, they're hazing me. Like, fuck, all right. Yeah. He has been shaken all evening, and this asshole is pranking him. He marches over. Very funny, you dick. Yanks back the sheet, covering the dead lady, expecting to find the mortician somewhere around her. Dead lady grabs the guy's wrist. (gasps) No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. He lets out this scream and bolts for the door. Forgets his car. Runs all the way home. <laughs> Which, I mean, same. That is a level of fear I can't even imagine. Where you're just like, fuck the car. I'm, I will take my chance on foot. Thank you. There was an incident that happened once where I was very afraid. And it literally was in every horror movie, the thing with the keys. Like, I couldn't get the key. It it literally, like, happened to me. So I get it. I'd be like, fuck it. I'm not going to deal with two fucking keys in this car. Like, no. Like, opening the door and then turning on the (laughs) car. No, no, no. I'm just going to (laughs) bolt. It's funny because when you see that in the movie, you're like, oh, 
come on. How incompetent are you? Like, who would do this? And it's like, no, that, that shit's real. Turns out, old lady wasn't dead. Hospital got it wrong. Hooray, 1950s medicine. <laughs> I like lunged back with my <laughs> jaw dropped with that yeah. one. I was, I did not see that coming. Somehow zombie was more plausible to me. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Haitian voodoo was involved. Like, absolutely. Okay, yep. She had been in a coma or something, and they had been sure she had passed on earlier that morning. She woke up at the funeral home and scared the ever-loving hell out of the assistant. He quit the next day, saying he would never step foot there ever again. (laughs) Okay. Emily. Uh, Emily! Holy shit, dude. Same. Yeah, I mean, there's no other response to that. I'm not going in the next day and being like, I brought donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when that lady wasn't dead? Scared the shit out of me? LOL. And I mean, I guess she opted to not be embalmed. Yeah. Oh my God, I wasn't even thinking about this. Yeah, because that's the thing is, you know, people being buried alive is not really a thing that happens anymore because you get embalmed for the most part, unless you opt for a, you know, one of a a natural green funeral. Yeah. So, uh, yikes. But glad she was okay. Yeah. You know? And I hope that man recovered and, you know, went on to work a nice office job. (laughs) I remember, so my mom, my parents are from Cuba and my mom's from this uh, town in... Havana called Haruko. And Cuba's very hilly and mountainous. And I don't think it was her. It was like one of her family members, they were, you know, walking around and it started pouring. And then they got cover under the awning of the funeral home. And it was two of them. I think it was like, I think it was my grandmother and like her friend or her sister or something. And they hear a, uh, and one of them bolts. And she's like, that's the fucking dead, like complaining and like making noises. And I want to say it was my grandmother. She's like, nah, girl, there's like a cow farm literally <laughs> down there behind <laughs> the funeral. It's just cows moving. If it's, girl, I'm bolting straight up. I, yeah, same. I'm not taking my chances. No, no. Cow or not. Yeah, no, I'm good. No. Or I would try to do a rendition of putting on the Ritz a la Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, Emily, thank you for that story. Oh, my God. Yes, thank you. That was uh, very disturbing. That's going to haunt me. Mm -hmm. Me and my friend were at a Chinese restaurant, and we ordered a General Tso's chicken dinner and a shrimp lo mein dish. When we sat down, we took out both boxes and set them on the table about two feet apart. My friend opens the first box, and we see a shrimp lo mein dish. It has all the things in there. Noodles, shrimp, fried rice. Closes the box and opens the other box. Inside that box is another shrimp lo mein dish. Shrimp, noodles, fried rice. Oh, I think they must have mixed the order. I was just about to say this when my friend says out loud, looks like they made a mistake and gave us two. As he opens up the first box again, inside of it is a General Tso's chicken dinner order. General Tso chicken, white rice, and an egg roll. He froze and looked at me. I looked back at him and we sat in silence. It took us five or so minutes to collect ourselves. I have no idea what the fuck happened. And that was from H. Huh. I have no idea what the fuck happened. So they both saw shrimp lo mein and then in both of them, and then it was General Sows after? In the first one when they reopened it. Either your takeout container is a portal to another dimension. Glitch in the Matrix. Glitch in the Matrix. 
this might be something I would do if I was like really stoned. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm just going to say maybe. I mean, if both of them saw it, that's kind of weird. That's true. Sometimes people get high together though, Monique. That is true. I've heard that. (laughs) It's usually a thing you do with friends because it's nice to share. Sharing is caring. There you go. Yes. That's what I've heard the kids do. (laughs) So maybe both of them were high. It's not for children. It's for adults. Yes. Grownups only. No. Thank you, H, though. That's weird. I don't know what to, I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. Also, totally not calling you stoners, if that's offensive to you in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure you were not, and that really actually was just weird and fucking freaky. Shit, like, that happens. That would, like, could you imagine that? No, I would, no. Be like, what the fuck just happened? Yes. Did I have a stroke? (laughs) Am I hallucinating right now? I would just, you know, make an inappropriate joke, because the defense mechanism would be at an 11, and just go on with it. Go on with my day. My general sow (laughs) is... I came home drunk on Christmas Eve many years ago. Cops everywhere. As I rounded the corner to my street, I saw the dozens of cop cars. I thought it was surely a checkpoint, and stupid 22-year-old me was about to get a much-deserved DUI for driving eight blocks through a cold winter night in suburbia. Turns out, the 5-0 were looking for a pregnant woman, a neighbor who lived four houses down. She'd gone missing that day. When I got home, my dad gave me a weird look told me Lacey had gone missing, handed me a flashlight, and said, we're going to look for her in the park. Oh my God, chills. I didn't know Lacey. My parents had recently moved to the neighborhood, and I was off in college, so we never had a chance to meet. I followed my dad's lead, and in the frigid cold on Christmas morning, from about 1 to 3 a.m., we looked for Lacey Peterson with her (gasps) husband, Scott. Girl. Girl. What? Girl, chills back to back. That is so wild. Like, I can't, I'm like kind of red in the face right now. Like, what? Yes. In the park that borders the neighborhood we live in. We never found Lacey that night, but she did eventually float to the surface of the San Francisco Bay a month or two later. And her philandering husband was convicted of murdering her and her unborn child that day, taking her body to the bay and dumping her there. Writing about it brings back those awful, surreal memories. A sad and dark moment for my hometown, Michael. Michael, holy fucking shit, dude. I can't even imagine. No. Like jaws on the floor, I can't even imagine. Literally. It's, ugh, that's so fucking crazy. Mm. What do you even say? Fuck. I literally am speechless. Like, I can't even process this information right now. Mm mm. Okay, I, <laughs> so, I, like, I guess we got to keep going. <laughs> on to the next story. Uh, yeah. Michael, thank you so much again for that. Like, Thank you. That's going to be in my head all week. And I'm like not going to be able to process the information. Yeah, fuck. So, licensed practical nurse here. I work in a long-term care currently. A lot of palliative residents always claim to hallucinate either small dogs aw, or children eating ice cream before they die. Hmm. What? I'm down for the small dog, for the record. Like, if I'm going to die, please let me be surrounded by small dogs. I will go towards the light with no hesitation. Let me tell you, as someone who's not a dog person, whenever I see a Pomeranian, especially one that has been groomed to look like a little bear. Do you love it? If that is my, like, if I have to choose a way to go, if it's being smothered by, like, 80 little bear Pomeranians, I'm totally at peace with that. I'm like, great, let's go. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. They're the cutest. There was a dog many years ago called Boo that I was <gasps> obsessed with. Yes. It's in the fucking uh, Katy Perry Dark Horse video, I want to say. Or something. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Because I am such a fucking psycho and I was obsessed with that song. Yes. Yeah, for some weird reason. Love it. Yeah. I don't remember him being in, that, in it, but he, that doesn't mean he wasn't in it. He's totally in it. They also make a Jeffrey Dahmer reference in that song. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it. Something like, I'll, I'll eat your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer, I think is the line. Monique, is that is 100% the line. Got you, girl. Claps for you. Fuck yes. <laughs> God damn it. You're amazing. I love you. You're amazing. Love you. Okay. Small dogs. <laughs> Children eating, Kids ice, eating cream ice cream. Before you die. Yes. Yeah. It's always facility specific too. At one facility I work at, I've had about six to seven residents claim to see a little girl eating ice cream. Then they die that night. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep. I'm going to find that little shit. She's causing me so much paperwork. <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> I love that. I love your sense of humor about that. Um, no, I would prefer to be in the facility with the dogs. Thank you. Yeah. The ice cream makes her less terrifying somehow, but still terrifying. I don't know if it's that. I don't know. I don't know if it does. The ghost kid thing is just, it's a shand from me, as we've discussed many a time. Hard pass. Yes. Hard pass. It's no for me, dog. <laughs> extra sad, one. Two, extra scary. No. Absolutely not. That's a no. Thank you, Anonymous, for that. I very much enjoyed imagining that, that the thing that is going to be welcoming me to the afterlife is a mountain of Pomeranians. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Should all be so lucky. Uh, so this one is from my good friend Dandy. Hey, girl. Thank you, Dandy. How is she? She's great and wonderful as usual. But what's really fun about this one is that this was sent to me before we recorded our last episode. Oh my goodness! Dun dun dun. Yeah. Correlations. Yeah. Correlations. Causations. I don't know. You tell me. It's not causations, but correlations. Because <laughs> the episode was already written when I got this. Yes. I regularly work or attend these immersive themed events in New York City called Shanghai Mermaid. And Juliet, the one who runs Shanghai Mermaid, throws all of her parties at the Jane Hotel, which was recently sold, which is sad because they're going to turn it into a private club. So she wanted to do an event to go out with a bang. And so she thought, maybe since the Titanic survivors were sent <gasps> over to the Jane Hotel... When they finally landed in New York, she thought she would do a first night of the Titanic type of event. She asked a couple of people, and some people were kind of like, oh, that's in poor taste. And some of them were like, oh, that could be fun and a pretty way of honoring them that it would be a nice memory. So Juliet hadn't made up her mind whether to have the event or not. And so last time she had an event at the hotel, she was staying there, and she was meditating, and it was about 3 a.m., and she heard banging on her door. And she opened the door, and nobody was there. And then it happened three more times. And then finally, she said out loud, I'm not going to do the Titanic party, okay? And the pounding stopped, and she never heard it again. Chills. Oh, Girl. my God. Also, the Titanic ghosts have spoken. Thank you. Yeah, They're not into not. it. Stop They're not into it. it. They're, it's, like, literally not into any of it. They're, like, gross. It's in poor taste. Sorry, we don't think it's nice in honoring our memory. Fuck off. And I'm pretty sure it was Elise, hey girl, who said that they have a Titanic museum in Pigeon Forge. 
and that it's the same type of shit. <laughs> that it's also like yes. poor taste. I'm like, Ugh. stop doing this, please. And thank you. It's a tragedy. Leave it alone. Thank you. Leave it alone. Dandy, thank you. I'm obsessed with you. Dandy, thank you. I love that. Yeah. She's also, you're just like, you have witchy powers. I told you. I guess so. Like, it's not just us that are psychic sisters. Like, you, psychic sister, fucking everybody. I, <laughs> I guess so. I bet you're the alpha who everyone's, like, period coincides with, too. Like, y'all, you sync up everybody. I mean, I definitely have an alpha sitch, like, in the friend group. <laughs> I love how she's like, I mean, yeah, like, everyone's on my cycle. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about period syncing, but I do know that when like people will put up with bullshit from another friend, but when I 86 it, like everyone else will be like, oh, okay, no, no, fuck that. <laughs> oh, we're done with that now? Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I, I could see that. I love that. Yeah. All right. This is my last listener story. When I was 12, my cousins used to live across the street from me. Every weekend, we would walk over to their house and have a campfire or something of the sort. One night, we left really early, like 10 p.m. We'd usually stay like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. because my dad had to wake up at 4 a.m. for work the next day. I remember it being that early because my brothers and I were complaining about how it was only 10. So we said our goodbyes to our cousins and walked home. Right as we got into the front yard, I was compelled to look at the sky. And when I looked up, it was an incredibly starry night. Where I live, it's like a small city town, so we get pretty moderate light pollution and can't really see massive amounts of stars. Mm. I noticed this triangle of nothingness in the sky, like it was the most black nothingness I've ever seen. (gasps) Is Amy getting an alien story right now? Because it sounds like it. At least a UFO one. I think Amy is becoming the happiest little girl in the whole world. Oh my God. (laughs) Fuck the Pomeranians. This is what Amy wants. Fuck the Pomeranians. I want to be welcomed by the aliens into the afterlife. They're like, Amy... We've been here all along. Welcome. We tagged you from when you were a little girl. We've been following you your whole life. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I was that special. Stop it. They haven't chosen me. I'm not one of the chosen ones. It's fine. Not yet. And and you also don't know if it hasn't happened yet. They might have just zapped that shit out of your brain. Yeah. And my brain was like, yeah, no, this is fine. I'm not going to have any little slip-ups and remember anything. It's cool. I'll just wipe this. Etch-a-sketch. Yeah, exactly. Clear it up. It almost hurt to look at. It was so black. I stared at it for a second. Then the edges of it glowed purple, blue, and got super bright. And all of a sudden, it shot away, leaving a purple streak in the sky. Then for some reason, I looked at my watch and it read 1 a.m. <gasps> oh, shit. I kind of gave myself chills with that. And I was like, no way. That's not right. So I pulled out my iPod and it too read 1 a.m. I also noticed that my parents weren't outside anymore. So I went inside and everyone was asleep and all the lights were off and all the clocks said 1 a.m. And it felt like it was 10 p.m. seconds ago. After that, I didn't look into the night sky for a solid seven more months. And that was from Casey. Casey, you are my fucking hero. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you. I'm a little jealous, but also I understand why you didn't look up in the sky for seven months because that's also very terrifying. So, but I think Amy would like go out of her way to look at the sky. Like she'd have a crick in her neck from just constantly looking at the sky. Monique, the amount of times that I still to this day, I'll just be driving. I'm like, just flick your eyes up for like a second. Like, what what, what are the odds? Something might be there. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Okay. Try it. (sighs) Casey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
that was like the best early Christmas present anyone could have given me. I'm literally like bouncing up and down on my bed right now because I'm so fucking excited. She really is. She's so excited. Thank you. Like from the bottom of my cold, dead heart. Uh, <laughs> yes. Also, again, that's like one of those things that's very common thing to see is the black triangle of nothingness. It's just like absolutely huge and blocks out the sky. Oh my God. Craziness. <sighs> I love it. All right. This is the last one for for the Epkids. Final one. My ex-girlfriend and her friends used a Ouija board when they were around 16. This being two years after her dad died, she had kind of closed herself off, so it was nice that she was making friends again. I was on the phone with her while her friends were using it in the background. They had already contacted a few entities, allegedly. So she was telling me about it, and I could hear her friends laughing in the background. Then suddenly the laughing stopped. One of the girls said to my ex, is your dad named James? She hadn't told these girls about her dad yet. So it was a weird question, but she told them, yes, her dad's name is James. They then said a few things and she told me she'd call me back. From what she told me after, the girls had contacted a man named James. They had asked who he was and when he died. He replied, dad, two years. Oh, <gasps> Oh, I just got chills. Back to back. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. They asked why he was here. He said, daughter. They asked her name. He said my ex's name. That's when they all stopped laughing. After she hung up, she started asking questions, but not touching the board in any way to discern if it was them fooling around. She asked him what was her nickname her dad used to call her when she was a little girl. He said, sweet pea. My ex burst into tears. She never used one again. <gasps> Tom. I got so many more chills as the rest of that story went on. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so good. I mean. <sighs> my dad used to call me Sweet Pea too. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had, <laughs> that's one of those where I would be like, okay, like these are common names. Like <sighs> everything's so specific though. Yeah. It's like pea. Like, Sweet Pea's a common endearment. And two years is real fresh. Yeah. Like, real fresh that I technically supposed to be going to a virtual seance next week. <laughs> I love you. What is Casual. your fucking life? <laughs> You're like, I have it I have it in my, my Google calendar. Don't worry my, about it. Ugh. You know, and the because I've, I've only been to one seance, and it was in person, and it was a private seance with me and my friend and this woman in New Orleans, which I mentioned. And there was, I think, five years of removal between me and the most recent person who had passed. Okay. So I was like, okay, that if they came through, if they didn't, that would be fine. But I'm kind of, given that I've lost so many people this year in such yeah. a short period of time, I'm very... I don't think I'm okay hearing from any of them realistically. Yeah, that's a lot. Think, yeah. Although the person who's running the seance told me that it usually takes them at least six months to figure out how everything works to come through here. Okay. Like the people on the other side. And I was like, oh. So she's like, so if they died within six months, you're probably not going to hear from them. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. So- who knows? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like they haven't settled into their, they're still going through orientation. They don't really know the ups and downs. Okay. I thought this was like, they didn't get the invite or something. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to figure out my password or something. 
No, I guess I guess it's uh, kind of not dissimilar to maybe Beetlejuice, how it's like you haven't gone through the handbook yet, like everything you need, need to know is in the handbook. Oh, yeah. For the recently deceased, yes. Yeah, and how how they don't know how to move shit or scare it because they haven't gone through the handbook and they don't know how, how it works. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so you're less worried about this virtual science then? Girl, I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's a it's a morbid curiosity thing that I was like, sure, fuck it, why not? Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, with as witchy as you are, I think the odds are very likely. I'm just gonna put it out there, Monique. Yeah. So I mean, I do. Brace yourself. I kind of do too. Six months or not, I'm just saying. I kind of do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like not. I'm like very sure about this. I'm like not even like maybe. I'm like no. I'm pretty sure you should prepare yourself for this. Right. I know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'm just, I, these are things I've witnessed and you have, you have a certain je ne sais quoi. I'm just saying. I guess so. Thank you. So do you. Yeah. Thank you. Not in the same way, for sure. I, no. No. That's the alien that lives inside me, Monique. So, so you have the alien je ne sais quoi. I have the ghosties <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Uh, that makes me sound insane, but that's fine. That's, I mean, I'm okay with it. Aren't both of us insane? Let's be real. A little bit. I mean, I, I think so. You hang out with me, so you have to be a little crazy. I mean, and vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. yeah. I love you. I love you. You're my psychic sister. Yeah, bitch. It's like we just did jinx. It's perfect. It's great. I love it. Thank you guys so much for the stories. Like, yes. It's our favorite episode every time we do it. They're fucking crazy. Holy shit. Yes. Thank you for a UFO story. Uh, Casey, again, shout out. But all of them were amazing. Thank you, everybody. Christmas came early for Amy. Oh, my gosh. With the UFO story. Absolutely. (sighs) I'm giddy. I'm going to ride a fucking high this whole week from this movie. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Absolutely. And thank you so much for listening. If you don't follow us on the gram, you should. You can find me, Monique Sanchez, at Pin Up Girl Mo. You can find me, Amy, at Lobotomy, and that's Lobot period Amy. You should also follow the show. We're at Another Fucking Horror Podcast on the gram. Every sixth episode, which was this one, we do a True Listener Tales episode where we read your crazy stories. So if you have one or you just want to say hi, email us at anotherfuckinghorrorpodcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking. As always, we're so obsessed with you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Thank you for saying it, Monique. Absolutely, because it needs to be said. Yes, it does. Keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.